0: Hello and welcome to the Consistency Project with EC Sinkowski. My name is Patrick Cummings, and every week I have the distinct privilege of presenting EC with a question about nutrition, fitness, and the choices we can all make to live a healthier, more functional life. By exploring both the principles at play and the actions worth taking as a result, we aim to get you thinking, get you moving, and get you taking more consistent steps toward optimizing your well being. Thank you so much for tuning in. How are you doing, EC?
1: Great. How are you? I'm fantastic.
0: Today we're going to talk about your 10 principles of nutrition. And for folks who haven't, we're not gonna read through all 10 principles cause that'll be half an episode in and of itself, but we'll link to them to an Instagram post where you've listed them out for folks if you haven't come across them yet. But what I wanted to start the conversation with, and I think spend a good amount of time on today is just getting a sense from you on first, the importance of principles, and then the importance of these specific principles as you see them as it relates to nutrition. And so just to begin with that kind of that big question of why does it matter why is it so important to you to have figured out these principles and why do you spend so much time talking about them and trying to get people to understand why these ones are the most important ones?
1: Yeah. I mean, my understanding and reason for them probably came after developing them a little bit, you know, to be honest, the principles really were the ways that I kept answering questions. You know, they were kind of the concepts mm. that I found that people kind of kept needing to hear, or to learn about, and I kept coming back to these same kind of central ideas and then finally, I was like, yeah, these are kind of the guiding framework. You know, I think the way that a lot of us, including myself, have learned about nutrition is wrong. It's like we spend so much time learning about the biochemistry and like the difference between glucose and fructose and all the different populations of microbiome and getting my microbiome tested and what does vitamin D do and all these things when, you know, we first don't have this kind of framework to set the conversation and to guide us. And I think, you know, there's a couple really good comparisons, but even something so basic as CrossFit, you know, CrossFit defines itself as Mm -hmm. constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, it doesn't define itself by doing Fran on Monday, back squats on Tuesday, run a 5k on Wednesday, in fact, we could switch all of those workouts, and you still could be doing constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. So that constantly very functional means of high intensity is the prescription or is the guidance for the prescription, but the actual workouts themselves are are what they implement day to day. And it's the same thing with these principles. Like mm-hmm. here is the framework, here are the concepts, here are the things that are our truths. And then the details of what exactly to eat, when to eat, all that stuff are are more of like the methods and more of what you can lay on to then act out the principles.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that I've seen, I've probably been guilty of it myself, especially when, you know, we're talking about or comparing this idea to to CrossFit is I think a lot, I see a lot of people focused very much on the specifics of a workout without an understanding of where that single workout might fit inside of a framework. And I imagine that you get a lot of questions that are similar to that, which is, you know, do I eat tomatoes or not? The question I have is, where do you think That comes from that need to focus on, well, do I do friend today or do I do it tomorrow? Or do I eat a tomato with a meal or am I staying away from, you know, anything red? Yeah. Whatever it is. Like, why do we focus so much on what I would just call a tactic versus the principle?
1: Yeah. I mean, in our defense and people's defense, that is actually what we have to do, right? Like we actually Mm. have to do the workout to do CrossFit. We actually have to eat the tomato (laughs) to have a diet, right? So Those are the actual tactics that we implement. But there's just so many tactics that it's so easy to get lost and confused. And, uh, you know, I kind of it, it's like chasing your own tail. It's like this constant sort of like (laughs) maze that we're never going to get out of because we keep looking at the tactics only. So let's take that step back What are all the potential ways we can do this? And then we select the appropriate tactic for the job. But yeah, ultimately, that's what we have Mm -hmm. to do to implement it, right? So, I mean, there does need to be some focus there. At some point, we do need to talk about food. (laughs)
0: Right. Yes. Okay. There was a few things that I noticed in this list of 10 principles that you have. I'll give you what I noticed, and then we'll dive into each one and you can pick whichever one you want to go first. The first is that it's not clear to me that there is an order of importance here, right? Like, I'm not sure if I need to make sure I get number one done before I need to worry about number two, before I have to worry about, you know, in CrossFit, back to CrossFit is there's there's this theoretical development of an, an athlete, right? Where nutrition's at the base and then we get up top, it's sport, right? The idea being like, until you get your nutrition, figured out, then it doesn't really matter if you're strong yet, right? Whatever that is. And so that's kind of my first question thing that I noticed. The other is that this is a list of principles for nutrition and not a single food was listed. And I think that that's interesting and different. And so I want to ask you about that. And then the third is actually something that you wrote, at least in the Instagram post that I saw. I know you've been talking about it a lot, but one of the points that you made in the caption is that you're actually open to changing these, right? You're open to, I don't want to go so far as to say you're open to being wrong, but you're open at least to the idea that these might not be perfect yet. And that it's in some ways, it's an evolution of of an idea more than it is a, you know, chiseled in stone. And so of those three, whichever one makes sense for you to start with, but I'd love to dive into each one of those a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we can start with the order. It kind of makes sense too, right? In the sense that there's listed one through 10. It's like, are they in any really order and no they're not there's no real order of importance i would argue that all of them are important to get after whatever outcome you want from nutrition Mm. and potentially there's one that does have a specific importance for an individual if that's the one that they don't implement at all or that's the one that they need the most you Mm. know you could say that
0: if that's like the the weakest link in the chain type thing
1: totally totally that if they totally have no understanding of macronutrients then maybe principle two is the most important for them but they all are meant to have importance almost equal importance if not equal importance and they all stand on their own independently now if you're reading through the list you can see that number seven suggests that it's the most important because it says sustainability is the most important factor for diet selection But Mm -hmm. the problem there is like, yeah, I could maybe select something that's sustainable because for sustainable, for me, might be eating cupcakes and donuts at every meal. And that's what I can (laughs) adhere to because I just enjoy it. Well, I'm probably not going to get the outcomes I want in terms of body composition or health. And therefore, because I've only selected Mm -hmm. number seven, I've ignored what's going to happen with principles one and two of caring about calories and macronutrients, right? So, Mm -hmm. So you could argue that seven is the most important, but, you know, if you really want certain outcomes, we, we are going to have to look at all of the principles. So there's no real mm-hmm. order. There's no real order. And I just put them in that order largely for teaching purposes. I found, hey, mm. let's understand some basic science first. And then we've got to also address things like psychological, which comes into the sustainability, as well as other lifestyle factors. Yeah. So that's really the the, the madness between behind the order, per se.
0: Okay. Either of the other ones, but the you no know, specific foods mentioned, and then the fact that you're kind of open to at least the idea of, of revising them, which of those do you want to
1: dive into? Food, no foods. <laughs> <laughs> no foods, no foods, no foods are listed. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was really the purpose. I, I think, again, you know, yes, we implement our diet by eating food, but uh, how many different diets do we know of that work, right? Like, you know, I eat meat, other people don't, there's healthy vegetarians, right? Yeah. Like, or there's things that are rules, like don't eat at certain times or or eat all the time or right? <laughs> whatever it is. And we see that so many of these different things that people do can be successful. So it's about finding what underlies those practices that are true. What, what makes those rules about food or what makes those rules about timing tick, for lack of a better word, and then addressing those mm-hmm. principles, not telling somebody specifically what they should do. That ultimately is what they get to decide to do based on the principles. But yeah, no foods are listed. No timing rules are listed. No how-tos are listed. Those are then the kind of the methods that come out of the principles.
0: Yeah. What's interesting about that or what pops into my head immediately is that there's a whole industry, I would imagine it's millions and billions of dollars, of people telling you exactly what foods to eat Mm -hmm. or what foods not to eat and I guess when to eat them, (laughs) which apparently is is a big question for folks. Why have you not... Gone into that camp? Like, what is it about the way you look at things, the way you study? Like, why is it that you're not one of many people telling us, you know, again, don't eat tomatoes or eat tomatoes and then, you know, eat tomatoes at two o'clock in the afternoon?
1: Those tomatoes. Got to get the specifics (laughs) on the tomatoes. There's no why I'm I'm
0: very specific. (laughs) uh, Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I need a tomato. I don't know why it's on my mind today, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, to be honest, I was. You know, I was. I went through the period of being paleo perfect and macro only mm. and and i think you know i kind of started my nutrition company after i had done all that you know if, if i had had the podcast 10 years ago i would have been one of those people yep. but yeah i mean i think that's just what happens with experience and that's like you end up doing this thing and it might work for you and then you see a million other people doing something else that worked for them that doesn't exactly line up with your rules well you can't discount those million other people (laughs) they did something that worked you know and you might not agree with it and you might not believe it but it's it's a lot of data that suggests that you're not right and i think that's just what's interesting is people will be like, well, you can find a study that says anything. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that interesting? That must mean a lot of different things work, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would say that I'm I'm guilty of it, too. It's just that I happen to be now talking more publicly when I have come to, a I guess, a more holistic conclusion.
0: That's funny that you waited until you had a better <laughs> understanding of something before you, you stood up and, and tried to teach people. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've definitely said some silly things and some, you know, opinions that I'm like, well, that was silly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that actually leads really nicely into this third idea, this non-dogmatic approach. That's something that I've seen from afar from you for a long time, at least since you started Optimize Me and since you started kind of stepping out and, and talking to it a lot more. And I think the first question I've gotten in there is... Nutrition is right up there with religion, political parties, whether or not you think CrossFit is crazy. like there, These are things that people don't seem to want to embrace any kind of nuance around. Have you found it difficult to be the person trying to have the nuanced argument, trying to be the one who's not clearly prescribing a certain food or to avoid a certain food at a certain time? Is that, has, has that been a challenge for you to, to find your footing, given that that's kind of part of what you are trying to teach?
1: i actually say no. And, and maybe I'm um, just, you know, in my own found my own echo chamber. But I think people are a little frustrated. They're confused. They mm. don't know why this year is all about plant based. And last year was all about keto. And it's like, hey, there's actually a lot of similarities, guys. Let's take a look at them. So, you know, a lot mm. of the comments I get is it's quite refreshing. And it's it's helpful for people. And that's ultimately what I want to bring to the space is just some clarity so that people can kind of put this nutrition thing down and go on to something else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think people are a little bit sick of every year being told everything they thought they knew about nutrition was wrong. And so to be honest, it, it, it's been quite, you know, I've had a lot of support from it and it's great. <laughs>
0: Where does the maybe this is a broader question than just this idea of dogmatic versus not dogmatic, but where does the eight hundred gram challenge fit into this? Because that are, that is, to a degree at least, prescriptive, right? It's not overly prescriptive, I would certainly say, but it is the prescription of sorts. Where does that fit into this conversation about principles? Is that in kind of in and of itself a principle, or like where does that live in this conversation?
1: Yeah. So no, the eight hundred gram challenge is not a principle. The eight hundred gram challenge is a way for people to enact the principles so that would be the tactic Mm. or the method that they could okay so i want to get these principles quote right how do i go about doing it what do i do in the kitchen well guess what the first thing i'm going to recommend for people to do that is the 800 gram challenge and guess what the 800 gram challenge doesn't perfectly address but can simultaneously address let's see principle one two three four five six seven eight and 10. <laughs> so like, i like no to s- think that
0: there's one person out there who has not looked at the principles. And they're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that
1: means. But like, there's 10 <laughs> principles. And right here, I'm telling you that in some way, the 800-gram yep. challenge addresses nine of them. So I mean, yep. that shouldn't be that big of a surprise that the first step I suggest for people is going to have some sort of adherence to enacting these principles of getting diet quality and yep. quantity right. And and sustainability, <laughs> and not perfectionism, and and yeah, and so the 800 gram challenge is really one way to do it. But you know, kind of getting to that point of like I can be wrong. Look, I think the 800 gram challenge is a great idea. I think it, a lot of people enjoy it. I think people can be successful with it. But I also know people were successful with nutrition before it, <laughs> and will be without it. And so that's yeah. where I'm 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 tied more to the idea of the principles than I am exactly how we go about doing it. That doesn't mean I'm willing, not willing to change the principles, I certainly am, but they're useful because they help kind of inform and guide our our choices and decisions, not because there's 10 or that that happened to work out to a good number or that I'm right, you know? So I want them to be useful from a, from a teaching perspective. And then if people go ahead and choose the 800 gram challenge, because that's how they can address these principles and get the outcomes they want, great. But if it also happens to be like, eat whole foods, and they do the same thing, great, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think you kind of just answered it, but you just said the word useful and it just popped out at me. Like, what does that even mean? What, How do you determine that a principle is useful or that a tactic is useful? Like, how do you do it for yourself? How do you talk about how would you advise other people start to look at things if you do through that lens of, is it useful?
1: I think there's two different things there. W- useful For me, in my career in creating courses, like I want people to get answers. I want people to feel like Mm -hmm. their confusion has ended. Now, in doing so, the other useful thing is they should get results. (laughs) They should get the body comp or the health goals or the performance that they want. So I think people should look at things useful in nutrition, like did I get the results I want? And some of that with nutrition education, the result is, am I now clear about what to do? You know, can I stop chasing the next new diet ad? Can I stop buying nutrition courses? And, you know, if I can do that, I consider it useful. And I think the principles help people do that, right? Like, I I mean, I don't want to say that I want to be the last nutrition course like that's a little bit, (laughs) that's a little bit self-centered and self-absorbed, but it's like, yeah, I want people to no longer feel like they need to like keep reading and learning about nutrition. Mm. And hopefully my principles can help them do that
0: just because it's fascinating when people can succinctly articulate things that are on some level complicated. Did the principles come first and then the 800 gram challenge mm-hmm. or did the 800 gram challenge come first? And then you were able to say, okay, well, why does this make so much sense? And yeah. then you were able to kind of pull the the principles out of that. Did they happen in tandem or any sense of that?
1: You know, I had actually had an idea for a while to write you know, a book, <laughs> like 10 principles of nutrition. And it wasn't 10 at the time. It was just principles of nutrition. And it was the same idea of like, what are these concepts that underlie all these questions we get all the time in nutrition? And there were just these phrases I kept saying over and over again, but I wouldn't say that I had quite, you know, codified them for lack of a better word before the 800-gram challenge. I actually, you know, kind of figured mm-hmm. that as a diet strategy first before, You know, writing the principles as 10 principles. But these were ideas that I played around with all the time. And you know, and it actually goes back to something that I learned from Adrian Bosman, well known in the CrossFit seminar staff Mm. world. But you know, it's something that we would drill a lot with seminar staff. And it was when somebody asks a question, you give them the answer, yes or no. But then you also try to address the concept that they don't understand. Like what do they need to understand so that they could have answered their own question? What was missing Mm. for them that they weren't able to, you know, come to that conclusion on their own? And so it ultimately ends up coming back to all these basic concepts we talk about, midline stabilization, posterior chain engagement, whatever it was. And I found the same thing was true with nutrition. We'd get these questions. I was like, ah, you don't understand that quantity matters. Oh, you don't understand that quality matters. Oh, you don't understand Mm. that like the harder you get to or the harder you work towards your goal, the harder it's going to (laughs) get. Like So these are all the things that kind of were my concepts that I kept saying over and over again. But ultimately, yeah,
0: 800-gram mm-hmm. challenge came first. <laughs> mm, very cool. Starting to wrap up where, I mean, we've, we've talked about it a little bit, but where do these principles live or affect or color the consistency project? This, this, mm-hmm. These couple of things that you feel like are the most important to be tracking or paying attention to, how do you fit the principles into that? Yeah. Or how do they fit into that?
1: So, yeah, the consistency project, can only track four things and there's 10 principles. (laughs) But I said there's not like a perfect alignment. But I do think that doing the consistency project factors does allow us to address a bunch of the principles, you know, by tracking 800 gram challenge and having this protein target, we're getting after diet quality and quantity. And there's lots of different ways to get after diet quality and quantity. But that ultimately comes into play with, let's see, principles one, two, three, four, five, six, and eight. (laughs) So there's a lot on (laughs) diet quality and quantity. And that's essentially what Mm 800-gram challenge and protein targets doing. You know, things like we don't need perfection. I'm not requiring you to eliminate anything for diet that comes into play with principles seven and 10. Like, Lifestyle factors matter, like exercise and sleep, that's brought up in principles five and 10. So the consistency project really does. Again, it's a tactic, a way to address those principles, not the only way, but a Mm -hmm. way that I think is is, can be very effective for a lot of people. So yeah,
0: Wrapping up, is there anything about these principles that I mean, I'm sure there's lots, but (laughs) anything worth mentioning in this conversation specifically about the importance of principles, the importance of understanding a certain amount of background, a certain amount of information, so that you can then take them and turn them into action. Anything about this that I haven't asked you that's worth mentioning before we wrap up?
1: I think that the 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 intent there, the utility of them, which you did ask about, their usefulness of them. You know, for me personally, it's really about putting the person in the driver's seat. Like, hmm. I want people not to need me for nutrition. You know, like I want this to be done for people. I actually don't want them to constantly need me you know I'm, i want to help and i want to bring clarity but i also ultimately want them to know enough that they don't need me and so that's what the intent of yeah. these principles is are whatever i'm gonna get the grammar wrong but yeah it's like hey let's really understand these well let's take the time to understand this from a big picture approach and then you can go forward on your own and implement exactly the strategies that work best for you 800 gram challenge or not and get the results you want
0: All right. Thank you so much to everybody who listens and reaches out and reviews and gives us, you know, one star or five stars, whatever (laughs) you'd like to give us. Any stars we'll take. And we'll see everybody next episode. And thank you so much, EC. Thank you.
1: Hi, all. EC here. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to the show. Thank you as well for all the support for the five star ratings and the reviews and for telling your friends or family about the podcast that really does help the podcast grow. And if you want to get the most recent info from me and be up to date on all of my content, the best place for that is my email list. So you can subscribe at optimizeme nutrition.com/email. I send out emails (laughs) weekly-ish, and that's also the best place to get your question in the queue for Quick bites episodes. So again, that's optimizemenutrition.com slash email, and there's also a link in the show notes.